Hi, welcome to the sabbatical officer podcast. So how's uni? This month is a special edition election podcast with myself, VP Wellbeing and Diversity, Daniela, and Charlie. So hi, yeah, I'm Charlie. I'm one of the student voice coordinators at VSU. And a few years ago, I was also the VP Education. We're just going to be chatting a little bit today about the elections, the nomination period, what it's like to stand in the elections um, and what happens afterwards, the behind the scenes of what the job is like and what we get up to. Should we chat about the nomination period to start with? Yeah, that sounds good. So I suppose... <laughs> So at the moment on our website, we have the whole big banner talking about student elections. If you click on that, it has all the information you need to know about the current nomination period. So you might have already nominated yourself already. You might be interested in finding out more, or you might even know someone who'd be really good at the role. So you click on there, you can either recommend a friend, submit your own nomination, or if they find out more. We've got the nominations open until the 5th of February, so there's still a bit of time left if you want to find out more before you go for it. But, yeah. Perfect. We have had a couple of questions come in from people already. Does it matter what stage you are in your course if you're nominating, if you're at the end of your course, or if you're an international student? So, yeah, it's a really good question. And the answer is no, not really. We've had sort of candidates and SABs go on from foundation years, from in-between years in their first, second or third year, master's students, as long as you're sort of comfortable taking a time out if you're in between studying or if you're an international student, we'd always recommend getting some visa advice. There's nothing really to stop you running. The only sort of question mark is around sort of if you're on a January to January course, just because the term of the tab start halfway through a year. That's a bit more difficult to sort of organise. That makes sense. If anyone does have any queries and questions with nominations, the Student Voice Office, always happy to help. That's it. We're, I'd like to think we're all really friendly. We're always about either on campus or through emails. So if you want to pop in and say hello, we're, we're our office is just opposite the hive in the SU. So the easiest way to find it is have a look for the big trophy case and our door is right next to it. Or if it's easier or if maybe you're not on campus at the moment, send us an email. So it's just studentvoice at su.plymouth.ac.uk. Perfect. I've already met and spoken to a couple of students who have been really passionate about taking on one of the roles. Um, but you can reach out to myself or Tanari as um, president of the student union for advice on what the role might be like um, and our opinions, how it's been for us. Um, we're always really happy to talk about it and would definitely encourage anyone to put yourself forward. It's such a good experience. Should we talk about the actual election period? Um, so the campaigning, that's a fun one. Um, how does that work? Yeah, so... It's one of my favourite times of years working in students' union, the campaigning period. We have about just under a week of voting. So this sort of year, it'll be from the 4th of March at midday until the Friday afterwards, which I think, to try and count quickly, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th of March at midday as well. So within that period, you're free to campaign however you want. 
the films itself within the rules, which we always sort of talk about, share them out, just to try and get people to know about you, about what you want to run for, about what you're passionate about, and just making sure that you're doing as much as you can to get your face out there, almost, really. Yeah, I know when I first stood for election, my first year was as president, and then this year as vice president, wellbeing and diversity. I found it quite daunting, the idea of putting myself out there for um, such a long period of time, where to go, what to do. Um, but student um, voice did a lot of different courses, Q&A questions, workshops, and I could pop in and ask a question anytime. And I found that so useful to work out what the rules were, make sure I wasn't going wrong anywhere, take some tips and advice on where I could go right. Um, and it really was such a fun week for me. And that's great to hear that sort of what we do do to support is helping. So sort of talking about those sort of sessions, that training we do. Currently in this nomination period, we're running sort of a few sessions about thinking of running, which is just a really sort of high level. What are the roles? What do I need to know now before we start campaigning? We've got a few more sessions going on next week, which you can find out the dates for on our website. And sort of in this sort of time to be now and campaign opening, we do mandatory training, talking about campaigning, the rules, a little bit about the trustee element of the roles. And they're just also really good opportunities to sort of meet other candidates, get to know who else you'll be sort of campaigning alongside, be able to ask any more questions you might have, just so you're in the perfect position ready for when voting does start. Yeah. I think it's sometimes seen as quite a scary competition, um, but I know in both of my election periods and campaign weeks, I made friends with lots of the other candidates um, and we worked together on things and we'd um, go out together talking to students and it was a really fun experience making friends that way as well. Yeah, it's an amazing chance because of students from all across the university, from lots of different backgrounds with lots of different experiences, all come together to campaign and it gives a real nice feel on campus and when you see it all online as well because quite a lot of people do social media campaigns it just feels really positive and really vibrant I think. Yeah what activities do you see during campaign weeks so I know during mine we had um, lots of different Q&A sessions um, lots of people on the roof waving posters and flyers and leaflets um, and lots on the Instagrams as well from everyone everywhere. Yeah, so we've had a bit of everything, really. Like quite a lot of people go on campus, sort of stand around getting to know other students, sort of getting their name out there. We've had students who sort of have had flash mobs on campus. So we've had dancers. Wow. TikTok is massive now. So there's so many trends what people sort of, do put their own spin on it just to get their name out there I tell I you what as oh sorry no I just I think you can really shape it to you and what you're going to take into the role I shared a lot of um the things that I wanted to get done in the role things that I wanted to contribute um and I, I made it myself it was a chance to get to know students and for them to get to know me you'd be surprised how easy it is to sort of get your personality out there through a, a, maybe a week's worth of campaigning I think the most effective ones are ones who do get that personality out there 
I know in when I campaigned to be VP education, it was slightly different because we were very much in COVID. But the creativity of all the candidates online using social media was amazing. Yeah. Um, we've had Tanari join us. Tanari is SU president. Um, we're during the podcast now just talking about the actual campaign week. Um, so what activities we get up to. Um, I know you were phenomenal in the last campaign week during um, the president elections um, and you were up on the roof with lots of different posters, resources, getting to know students and answering questions. How did you find it? Yeah, um, well, the campaign week is very intense. It's always intense um, because it's like that final push you've got to be out there you've got to be talking to people you've got to be answering questions as well so you have to come prepared because people will be like why should I vote for you then you have to be like uh oh, this and that now they're like what okay so what does this mean what are you going to do what are you able to do why haven't there was a lot of questions and you just have to keep that smile on your face and keep answering questions um as much as you can but what I found was that they also didn't expect you to know everything. Students were cool with you saying that you don't know. Um, but then again, you have to you have to have that certain amount of confidence to be like, yeah, I'm the one you should vote for because like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm passionate about that. Um, I was saying to one of the candidates. Um, your passion actually is what sells what you actually do. What you is actually what sells you as a person because they don't know you. They may never meet you again. But in that moment, you've got to chat to them. They want to get to know is is this person actually passionate about what they're saying? Are they going to? They they have to believe that you're going to fight for them you're going to be their voice you're going to um be concerned about what goes on with them so yeah um the week of campaign was was basically that um also um i think a lot of a lot of the obvious ones was being out on the roof and chatting to people and um sharing flyers and qr codes and saying vote for me but what i found impactful was actually going going to lecture halls and lecture theatres and talking to students. Um, it was a different vibe from on the roof talking to students. I um, I found it very, very nice. Um, the lecturers were also quite supportive. They would give you their time if you had messaged them, emailed them before going. They would actually create that time for you to talk to the students. So, yeah. Yeah, I think especially for me, I wasn't the most outgoing student. Um, I think I'd only been in one or two societies and stuck very much within them. Um, and campaign week for me was a really big chance, the first one especially, to throw myself out into communities I hadn't been in and speak to students that I hadn't spoken to. Um, I'm not the most sporty person. I didn't do a single sport. Um, but during campaign week, I went along to a lot of the Give It Go sessions and I was talking to students in the sports centre, going to talk to sports clubs, um, and again, going into lectures, talking to students there. And it was a real confidence boost. Everyone was really friendly. Um, and it was a great way to get to know people and actually made a lot of friends that I probably wouldn't have if I hadn't stood. Yeah, I think it's just been, 
vulnerable, I'll call it, just being out there, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. It wasn't, um, like you said, you, do, you don't have to be like hugely popular or know everybody, but you have to, they have to see that you're willing to reach that gap and talk to them. I think for a lot of um, sports clubs, societies, students that were in their lectures, what it meant to them that you came personally to talk to them um, was much more than whether they knew you or not, whether you were popular or not, that didn't really um, count, but that you took that time to talk to them. It made them feel, um, I wouldn't say special as the world, but involved. They felt like they were valued. Yes, that's the word. Um, they felt like they were valued. They felt like they were heard and they were seen and their opinions um, was being sought after. I think at the end of the day, that is it. You don't want an election where people don't, you're like, oh, who's that person? They have no idea. They've never met you. They've never heard anything about you. Um, neither did they see you. So I think, yeah, being visible was a very key part of the campaign. Like, yeah. During campaign week, is there anything student voice is doing to get students involved, whether that's the candidates themselves or the voters? Yeah, we've got quite a lot planned this week. So for the sort of first day on the Monday, we're hoping to have a bit of an open meeting where all the candidates can come along and just sort of tell a bit about themselves. We'll hopefully be recording it so that it's something they can use campaigning going forward. During the week, we'll be doing a sort of elections roadshow, hopefully, which will be an opportunity to come and meet all your candidates. So get to talk to them so again see what they stand for what they're passionate about and have a chance to sort of ask questions we'll be giving out loads of freebies as a student voice team whatever we can sort of find from the um wholesalers it's normally lots of wild and wonderful things probably toilet roll again because i'm told that that goes so quickly which i think must just be a student thing it's and more we'll also think <laughs> That's it. I suppose you never want to run out of it. So if there's a free bit, maybe we'll take it. And we're also going to be attending the campus market again. So you might have seen us about talking to people yesterday at it, just raising awareness about the elections. But we'll be there again, helping people to understand how the voting system works, how to find out any more about it. And yeah, we're here all week to support the candidates and support students who want to engage with it. If students aren't standing, why should they get engaged? Why should they vote? I think it's really important to be able to say a piece about who represents you to the university. If you're either sort of staying on to study or next year, it's important to be able to say who you want to be in those university meetings, representing you and representing what you're passionate about but even if you're graduating it's really important to be able to still have a say and just get involved I suppose yeah yeah because it's it's not just about the voting the voting is necessary because uh, and that's how the candidates are chosen but it's basically your voice it's gathering your voice and you're choosing who's going to represent you for the next year or two, there has to be someone who you 
you can um you feel is able to do that um so your voice your voice is actually quite important your vote during that week is you saying all right i'm electing this person to be that voice to be that um i usually say the subs are like a bridge between the students and the university and vice versa so you're picking someone who is going to be that bridge for you um so you want even if you're graduating you want to be sure that you're you're not putting someone who's going to um break down the bridge instead of build it up so you want someone who's going to just do do that work of connecting the students to the uni and feeding back um from the university to students so you want that person to be the right person for the job anyway so I think it's just also knowing that you're not you're a part of it you're part of the SU you're part of the university your voice matters and is valued so yeah I think there's always going to be issues within the university experience and the wider city experience and I know mental health and cost of living have been big focuses for the whole team this year and there's always going to be those things that can be improved and with the right leadership team representing students and fighting for students that's our whole purpose and I think even if you're not interested in taking on that role for yourself voting the right person in is is really key mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's also important to mention I know student voice will be doing loads during the election week and they're already doing a lot right now with um the trainings and speaking to um interested p- people maybe call them do you call them candidates already um but talking to people who might be interested in running um it's also I just wanted to mention that um myself and Daniela are available as well to be a part of that if you have questions if you want to I think I as well you can just call come into the office, chat to any of the subs, ask us how is a day in the life of a sub? Um, how are you finding it? Um, real life experience. Um, they will be more than happy to talk to you about the job. And yeah, but we're not, yeah, we will be able to talk to you about it. We're not saying this is, this is that, and you're definitely going to, that's not like endorsing you. It's basically um, informing you yeah yeah it's available to anyone interested in the process whether you end up standing or not we're more than happy to walk you through what we get up to um what it involves how it is and answer all of those little questions how would you describe a day in the life as a sab Hmm. not an easy question i know i think it depends on the day really (laughs) um what a day in the life of a sub is, mm, I'll just give a typical day. So you come into work, um, yeah, you've got meetings in the dairy, sometimes back to back, sometimes not, but you've always, you always have, um, you always have that opportunity to represent students. It's in the, not just campaigning, out there but in the day-to-day meetings with the university the very at various levels of, of um of the university you're meeting with people you're discussing the issues the live issues that are going on with students you also have time to fall back regroup with your team 
Um, you have team meetings amongst yourself. You have um, meetings with the leadership of the SU because you're not only going to be elected as the student represent representative, you're also going to be um, the voice of the SU. You're representing students' union. You're leading the students' union as well. So you would have those meetings. Um, you get to talk to students as well. Um, be that in form of like um, attending forums or booking meetings one-to-ones with students and talking to them. Um, sometimes it's you gathering information when you need to you need to support a campaign or something you're in discussion with the university about. So you're collecting surveys, you're talking to student voice, um, bugging Charlie and Tracy and saying, I, I need this, I need... Um, can we put out a survey? Can we find out what students are thinking? Can we find out what, um, how they feel about this? Um, you're talking to the advice team as well. You're saying what have students been, um, been um, coming forward with? What is the feel around um, certain issues? And then you're getting their feedback and you're putting all that together to enable you to have um, profitable discussions when you're in that university meeting and you're, you're throwing the question, so what do students think? <laughs> You've got to have the answer. You're expected to have the answer. And it's also fine if you say, oh, I don't, but I'm going back to talk to them to find out what they think. So a day in the life, is, in, a day in the life of a SAB is basically being open to those opportunities and making the best of them when they present themselves, I think. I think the diversity of the meetings is one of my absolute favorite things. So particularly in my role as well-being and diversity, I'll have meetings about the international students, whether that's the ones currently with us or the, the incoming ones. Um, I'll have a lot of meetings around mental health, um, a lot of stuff around well-being and mindfulness. Um, but then I'll have some really specific ones around sexual health or gambling or the drugs and alcohol policy. Um, and I've got to get all of this feedback from students and make sure I'm representing the student body on those really big issues and those really personal issues as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it can be so varied. Um, and I know for BP education, it's a lot of um, a lot of policy um, and VP activities is a lot as well. It's so diverse, the type of things we get up to with the university. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the specific roles that we take, because you won't just become the vice president or the president. Um, you'll also become a faculty representative. And so that's quite an interesting thing. So for me, I sit as the faculty of health representative. So I represent the faculty of health. Um, and so I talk to the school reps quite a lot, the course reps. Um, I engage with the FTQLC, which is the Teaching and Quality Learning Committee. Um, and it's it's really fun um, representing student voices specifically to that faculty. Um, Tanari, I know last year you sat as Faculty of Health. Um, and yeah. You want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. Um, as VP Education last year, um, I was um, the faculty of um, health representative. And the, what that means basically is if you've got, as a student, if you've got issues or concerns to raise, you would, there. there's like the pyramid of representation. So you would take that to your course rep, 
who in turn takes that to a school rep. And if it's not sorted at school level, it's then is escalated to the faculty reps and faculty reps happen to be one of the subs. They're usually one of the subs. There's always a faculty rep. Um, so last, last year was for the faculty of health. Um, so if an issue has been escalated to that level and it gets to me, um, then it has to be taken to the, um, like Daniela was talking about the FTQLC, um, meeting the faculty teaching teaching learning quality committee mm, i've mixed it up but you go <laughs> you take it to that um committee and try to sort it out there if you feel like the issue isn't sorted out then there's still one more step to take it up to that's the vp education um last year i was vp education so that works very fine for me so it's basically escalated to the next level before the other faculty reps you'd have to ha have that meeting with the VP education and feedback what um what you've gotten from your faculty and take that um to whoever it needs to go to but there is that um pyramid of representation so at every level your feedback is very important at every level we're trying to get your voice heard and we're trying to address um things that might be of concern to you I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, also, as part of the role, there's the trustee side of things. I don't know if Charlie wants to summarise some of the things from a student voice perspective, and um, we can jump in with how it's been being trustees. <laughs> it, it, I suppose the trustee element of the sort of sabbatical officer role is probably the strangest <laughs> or probably most likely the area people have the least experience going into. So mm -hmm. the role of a trustee is around charity governance. It's around ensuring that the charity is following all the rules it should be, is financially stable, all those sort of things. So there's, I think, maybe about three or four subcommittees of that, as well as a main sort of trustee board where all the staffs will go to alongside some of our student trustees who are just students who are trustees and our lay trustees who are people from the public with different areas of expertise to sort of support that board running correctly. I think it can be quite difficult because it's very much a different hat to the student representative side of it. And it's also quite an interesting role because not many other charities have trustees who are also staff. I hope that sort of really briefly like covers yeah, it. I think yeah. it's interesting. The trustee board is the highest point of the student union. And to be a part of that and to have that student voice through the student trustees as well as the sabbatical officers is an absolutely amazing thing to be involved with. Um, and it's definitely one of the highlights for me. It's meeting the external trustees and to really look strategically at how we can support the student union. Yeah, um, I think... Just going back to the point that as a sub, you have like different hats that you wear. Um, so as a trustee, you're not in the meeting as a sabbatical officer representing students. You're there as a trustee um, and get to feed into, like Daniela said, um, the strategic decisions and stairs that, um, of the SU. But you're... <laughs> You've got that perspective from the student side because you're a sub as well. So you're able to 
I think you're in the best position anyway to help stare things and help um, direct um, the discussions and some of the decisions that are going to be made. Um, you also have to understand in some cases, I know this was really hard for me to come to terms with, as a student or as a student rep, there's some things you, you really want to do, but from a trustee point of view, it's not viable because yes, you probably can't afford to do it or it's going to be very, um, it's something that possibly can't happen from that end and you're going to have to balance that to be like, all right, um, is there a compromise? Is there a way, um, is there something that we can do or not do? So it's that understanding. I think it's the same as being on the board of governors. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the subs get to be on the board of governors, um, the president for sure, and one of the other vice presidents gets to sit on the board. And it's the same thing. You're not there as a student rep. You're there as a governor. And um, it's it's usually tricky to get that hat on and take off this one because most times we're in that student rep um mood and you have to like be like no i'm here as a governor and when something is is being decided that you feel isn't in the best interest of students that is the most powerful place for you to be like no um i feel like this isn't with evidence of course um (laughs) this is the data this is what students are saying we don't feel like this would be the best direction for this to go in um so I think it's very important to point that out at trustee meetings, at governors, um, board of governors meetings, you have an opportunity at the highest level in the SU and at the university to represent the voices of students. Yeah, I think governors in particular is such an interesting meeting where it's um just the highest level of the university and to step in and see the type of things they're discussing, the type of things they're planning. And to have that voice there is such an incredible privilege. Um, And I think the whole role is much higher than perhaps people see it as. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, I know one of the biggest things for me was always externals going, oh, it's it's really cute that you're a a student president or a vice president. What what do you study? Um, And kind of acknowledging that it's it's much bigger than that. It's a it's a big job and it's a big commitment, but it's also very worthwhile, very fun, and a lot of really good experiences from it. Yeah, it is. I I say like it change. It sh- helps to shape you as a person. Mm. It changes your perception of a lot of things. There's the view as a student, the way you look at things, the way you address things. But at that level, you begin to see from not just from the student perspective but from the university's perspective from the union's perspective and you're able to understand appreciate some things a bit more and um yeah it really does help to shape you as a person and um like you said it's kind of like a privilege really to be in some of those meetings and to be able to um to feed into what happens um because like you generally get to feed into the strategic movement of the university and the SU. And that could be there for years, even after you're, le- you, you're no longer in the role. Um, you could have affected um, such a positive change for students. Yeah, I think one thing we haven't mentioned, but there's also things outside of the university and outside of the student union that we get involved with. Um, so myself and Sonari sit on both the 
safer communities meeting with the Plymouth City Council. Um, but we also meet with Devon and Cornwall Police. We meet with lots of different charities. Yeah. Um, and there's all these opportunities to network with other um, charities and businesses and to support students in that wider city and that wider community. And it's such a lovely thing to be a part of. Yeah, it definitely is. I think Plymouth being a student city um, is very important to forge just um, relationship with the wider um, community, the wider city. And um, to see that they're really keen to actually hear what students think. They're also keen to, to be able to help in whatever way they can. If we're raising issues, um, it's not... It's not usually ignored. People want to help. People are ready to listen, say, oh, how can we make it better for our students? Because it's our understanding that um, the students are part of the city and for their time here, be it one year master's or four years or three years, as the case may be, um, they're part of the community. And it's important that they feel as though they're part of the community and we want them to stay. We want them to feel like they want to stay in Plymouth. They want to give back to the um the community and the economy of the city. So yeah. Yeah. I think especially for our international students connecting with um people like the DBI um Diverse Business Incubator. Um and there's events Tanari this year is leading the International Cultural Nights where we can link to those people in the city and really bring students to the centre and focus and it's just such a wonderful job that you can do so much with in so many different ways yeah there's so many opportunities um sometimes a little bit too much you have to sometimes just zero in on what you want to do because there's there's pool to move in different directions um but you've got to have that focus these are the things that that's why at the beginning of the year we draw out our um it's our strategic plan, really. <laughs> These are the things we want to focus on. These are the things that we need to do. And if there's more that we do in between, that's fine. But as long as it doesn't take away from the core um, priorities and objectives of the team. I think it's also just to expect the unexpected. You might go into the role thinking that you're going to do this one specific campaign and you really care about this one area. And you might still do it and achieve it but life will always throw you a curveball. I know Charlie in specific during the COVID years. Um, how was that as a sabbatical officer? Oh, I, I'm sure you can imagine. It was really stressful because on one side of it, there was the whole well-being. Like mm -hmm. people were stuck at home. They weren't able to sort of connect with people like they used to do. I was <laughs> lucky enough to sort of come towards the end of the pandemic when sort of restrictions were starting to sort of lessen a little bit. But we also had a lot of impact on the academic side of it as well. So as VP education, there was a lot of talk around safety nets and sort of our sort of the reaction to that afterwards, sort of how we can support students in returning to in-person teaching and sort of the use of hybrid teaching. And then for a lot of people, it will, my year as a SAB was the first time they'd done in-person exams from potentially GCSE. So it was a real mix of lots of different issues all coming together. And hopefully as a student's union, being noticed and understood as a place to raise that so that we can campaign for that change. Mm -hmm. You can't necessarily predict what the year is going to look like and what challenges yes. might come up.
But the final thing I wanted to focus on was just the support that's available as a sabbatical officer. Um, obviously, in the election period, you're supported a lot by student voice. Um, and again, you can come to myself and Tanari about anything in terms of questions. Um, but once you're in the role, what support is there? I think it's, it's similar. You've got you've got your team or you've got the staff in the SU as well to support you. Basically, you know, um, as a sub, you're not really expected to be doing the operational things. So you've got support at every level. You have to campaign. There's people whose jobs it is to help you to bring that to life, to help you make that dream a reality. Because you just got an idea. You don't know. You really don't know how to do it because you've never been a manager or a president before. You're just doing it in the job. So there's people whose job it is to help you figure out what to do and figure out what you need to do. There's also people who there's trainings as well that you're given as a sub at the beginning, at the very beginning. Things, um, I know that the part that scares most people is the finance bit, understanding how finance works and going to finance committees. You will do that, but you will have help. Um, they're very, very, the staff are very, very nice and very accommodating. They understand that you're just coming into the role. You're fresh from being a student. You have maybe have a finance background or maybe you have zero finance background. And they're there to bring you up to speed and teach you what you really need to, to, to do. And um, we also have regular check-ins with our CEO. That's for your your mental health and well-being is a priority to, to the SU because we need the staffs to be able to um, be at their best, to give their best. So there's support all around. We've got mentors that we speak to as well that help us Um so if I've got stuff that's on my mind and I don't feel like I want to share with the team, I can take that to my mentor and receive um, guidance from them on how to deal with certain things. So there's always support to help you with the role when it gets tough. And even when it's easy, there's people around to laugh with, to joke with. And yeah, just share those moments. Yeah, I think that summarises it perfectly there's so much there and you're definitely not expected to know everything going into it um I was quite blind I'd only been at university for a year when I first took on a sabbatical role and I didn't know all the departments and I hadn't been involved in sports so I knew nothing about the operational side of that but it was everyone's there happy friendly keen to show you the ropes um, there's a really nice handover period, lots of training and inductions. Um, and even now there's things I don't know, um, but I'm always happy to ask a question and there's a lot of people willing to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, Charlie or Tanari? I, I think... Uh... Happy to sort of say that from my experience of being a sabbatical officer, I think it really has sort of changed the direction what I've sort of done in life. So following on from my master's, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was really lucky in sort of being elected into the role. I found a real passion for supporting community, supporting academic representation and sort of just being able to hopefully make a difference through supporting student representatives like yourselves. So it is a really good opportunity. I'm not saying that every SAB is sort of destined to work in SUs because people have gone off and done everything after doing it. 
in my yeah. sort of sad team, the president went on to work in fundraising for a charity. The and I'm pretty sure the vice president activities is working within engineering now. So you can sort of go anywhere. I think the experience is really diverse. Being able to say that you've been a director, a trustee, potentially also a governor, and had all of that experience in so many different areas is perfect for pretty much any career um, and really fun. Yeah, the skills um, employers are looking for, soft skills. So you learn communication, you learn leadership, you learn teamwork and um lead um yeah teamwork working within the team and leading the team you learn several different things so it's it really opens you up to the world of employment like you said in whatever field wherever you want to go with that is up to you but like me it's revealed that I've, I've got a diploma for education and actually I think I want to pursue that so there's different things that it could you could do with the role but it prepares you for the next phase of your life in essence, um, I think one final thing that I would say is if you've got a burning desire or passion to represent students and you think that you want to do this, but you're not sure you're the perfect fit, you don't think, oh, I can't do that, I don't know this, I don't. that's fine, everyone felt the same way, coming into the, the role, you're going to be trained, you're going to be um, mentored and basically help to discuss uncover those things that are within you um so there's a lot that comes there are a lot of opportunities that are going to come so just take the step and do it do it yeah i think yeah i definitely agree we'll wrap up for today um thank you for charlie and tari um and thank you to everyone listening um that was so how's uni election special